Welcome to the Seamless Podcast. We interview world-class industry leaders about innovation within the commercialization arena. We engage with entrepreneurs and global enterprises about the vast world of technology and how it collides with the Midwest's deeply rooted manufacturing industries. Whether you are an entrepreneur or a corporate executive, our objective is to take you on an exploration of the commercialization landscape that is responding to the change in both the physical and the digital worlds. Each series will speak with our coalition of global companies and sponsor partners, as well as the startups and companies participating in the seamless commercialization program, all working together to bring innovative products to market. Join us as we take a closer look into the smart home, connected healthcare, workplace innovation, manufacturing, connected automotive, and the retail markets. Hi, and welcome to the Seamless Podcast. My name is Brian Birch, and we are talking today with Amanda Chaco, who is the director of the Seamless Program. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Brian. How are you doing today? I am doing just wonderful. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, So we're talking about a couple things. We're we're really getting into um, a bit of an update on what things are going on at Seamless. It's been 18 months in the program. You've had uh, almost, what, 10 teams, 12 teams come yeah, through? Yeah, about that. And, and there's some changes afoot. Yes, we continue to evolve and learn like most startups do. Oh, that's good. So there's, are, is there a pivot in store here? Well, we're always pivoting. It's kind of like this merry-go-round. <laughs> but it's all good. We, we're learning a lot in the process, and I think we just keep getting better and better. That's great. So remind us... Remind us, what is Seamless doing? What, what is it, what's its purpose? So uh, Seamless is a, an IoT commercialization program where we pair startups and enterprises. Startups we are looking for are working on smart, connected technologies in the areas of smart home, uh, workplace, smart city, mobility, healthcare, consumer products. And we continue to, to broaden that as we go. So that hasn't changed at all. You're, that when we had Mike on a couple months ago, I think he went through that, and you're working with Steelcase, Priority, Spectrum Health, um, Meyer, uh, Forcia. Who am I forgetting? I'm leaving someone Amway. out. Amway. So there's still that the consortium is very much intact and still very active in this process with you. Yes, yes, they are very active um, and continue to be very flexible with the program, which has been great. And we continue to have conversations with other corporations and uh, companies that are interested in joining us at some point. And we're having serious conversations, actually, with the city of Grand Rapids now about a smart city initiative, which is really exciting. That's fantastic. That's kind of a hot thing. In one of your um, previous companies, Haas, is also... Um, kind of involved in that smart cities initiative. Not that they would probably come back, but they've been a big component in that potential of City Grand Rapids being involved because their pilot has been a big success in Grand Rapids. Yeah, and I think that that was a great um, initial testing ground for what this collaboration could look like as far as bringing these startups into the city and piloting and using it as somewhat of a sandbox to you know, to test and uh, validate these technologies before scaling them. Is Grand Rapids a good size city for testing out smart cities? We're kind of going in a different direction, but I kind of want to ask that while we're on the topic. 
Yeah, I believe it is. I think it's just the right size because it, it's, it's big enough um, to matter, but small enough that everybody knows each other mm-hmm. and uh, works well together and it's very collaborative and everybody has the same goal in mind. That's cool. So you have teams coming into the Stark Garden space where Seamless operates. Um, what does that look like today? So when we had first launched Seamless, um, this past fall was a year since our first cohort, so to speak, we did it really like a traditional accelerator program because that's really what we had experience with and and there was a model that worked for that. And that entailed um, we would invite up to 10 teams to come to Grand Rapids for 12 weeks to work on projects alongside the enterprises um, to you know test the, the feasibility feasibility, viability, or um, desirability of their technologies in these different market sectors. Um, What we've been learning as we're going is the stage of company that works best and gets the most value out of working with the enterprises need to be at a certain stage, which usually includes a a complete team that's ready to execute, Mm -hmm. uh, a technology that uh, is at least at working prototype stage, uh, and has you know, hopefully some market validation already. Uh, some of the teams we're working with already have raised quite a bit of money. You know, some like Series A mm-hmm. and beyond. Um, so this isn't just again, and we talked about this with Mike. It's not what you would assume that a company that you would assume needs a an accelerator program, and that's really changed how you've kind of perceived this. It's not right. accelerator. There's acceleration that happens, right. but it happens in a very specific way. Right. It's commercialization acceleration right. as opposed to I have an idea and help me validate whether it has legs or not. So these companies have been, many of them have been through accelerator programs already, and they're just at the stage now where they have a technology and they're ready to roll and they're looking for global commercialization partners, which is great. Uh, the challenge with that is what our model was with the the cohort-driven 12-week program are these companies right now. We're scouting globally. Oh, yeah. They're all over the world. Uh, they have customers. They, they're they raising money. They're, they're very busy, busy have, startups. Have you partnered on scouting in particular? Are you aligning with the consortium partners? I mean, is this how does that dynamic work? So everything that we do at Seamless is collaborative. Uh, we collectively scout. So we have scouts. Um, that all the enterprises are, are working together with. And right now we have scouts in Israel, Canada, Silicon Valley, and throughout the United States and in Asia as well. And the consortium meets on a biweekly basis and we review companies that are being scouted. Sometimes these companies are even companies that the enterprises may be meeting with or working sure. with and starting relationships with that think might benefit through um, by going through the program, and we vet the companies together, and they interview them together, and collectively select the companies that are going to participate in the program. So you were, and this is kind of where this change is happening, is is what have you learned in this kind of scouting process? So one of the challenges with the model that we had was timing. Mm -hmm. So we're finding these companies, and 
what was happening when we said, well, we only have these two programs a year. You can come in the fall. You can come in the spring. We were missing out on opportunities. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the startup wasn't yet in a place where they were ready. They might have been in the middle of fundraising or or building their product or doing something else that was preventing them to be able to, to come here in that time frame. You know, or the uh, enterprise would not be ready when the startup would be ready. Right. We wouldn't be in program mode. So now we're doing a, uh, an open enrollment cycle where uh, you know, we're looking at companies continuously coming in, trying to batch them as best that we can. Sure. And where also another change that has taken place is where we were asking companies to be here for the full 12 weeks because of the stage of company that we're working with. That's just not feasible for them to do that. Mm -hmm. So we ask companies to be here in the beginning uh, for the, you know, strategic planning, uh, lining up resources and stakeholder meetings and and all the things to get off on a launch for that 12-week project. But then it's really based on the execution of that project as to how often they need to be here. So we're making it more flexible um, and accessible for startups to be able to engage with that. And it's also easier on the enterprises because they could flex with that as well. So if they're in a season um, in their cycle where it's a good time for them to to work with a startup or begin planning for the next startup, they don't have to be locked into these specific dates that we arbitrarily had so, in the beginning. So tell us a little bit more how that would look in terms of um, if you had you had a team starting, let's say January, and they're twelve weeks in, would you have another team maybe starting in February or in April, and then would it be staggered in that way, or yeah. how how does that, how does that so these kind of are function? these are things we're still still yet to be seen. We're okay. working on that. You know, right now we're talking to you know ten or twelve companies that we're very interested in, and um, so. Again, we have to. There's a lot in, that is entailed in working with startups at these stages. It's it's not like, hey, apply, everybody be here, mm-hmm. rah rah. You have to work through the investment part of it because they're all different stages right. of you know they have investors, they have boards of directors, they have you know other stakeholders that are included in the decisions they make of where they spend their time. Um, we do a lot of uh, pre-planning. Um, we want there to be an alignment of expectations with the project before they get here and make sure all the resources are lined up. So there's a lot of pre-planning that takes place. And then for the 12 weeks, it's just execution on that project. So it's just a matter of of managing, uh, you know, management of those projects and the resources necessary to execute them. So I think think it's feasible to stagger them and have them coming in at different stages, I think that's the, actually the direction we're going in because of the direction we take. I think that's interesting in a sense because, I mean, think this through for a minute. I mean, most accelerator programs, you're there for you know, 12 weeks or however long that is, and it, it, it has this kind of air of, yep, I'm on a, I'm on a weird vacation. And I'm, we're doing stuff, and but it's still like I'm around these people, and we're having a lot of fun together. And granted, it's, your business should always be fun, but the impression and the, kind of the attitude I, I feel like Seamless has is this is a place where work really gets done. Right. Like if you get a project, you work on the project, and you're having fun doing it, and you're learning a ton of stuff, right. and you're getting that into either a new market or a, a market that maybe you had always wanted to be into. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a time for for work, and this is a seamless as a workplace. Right. Um, 
I think it's also interesting when you kind of look at the staggering that you have maybe a team ending and a new one coming in to kind of say, oh, yeah, that's the encouragement that I can get. If I start right now, that team succeeded in something or learned something, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to start off. It's, I think there's a level of encouragement there that yeah. you don't get from everyone working on the same timeline. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I will admit that you do lose some of the camaraderie and fun that goes along with an accelerated program when everybody's here together uh, with a lot of programming and meetups and different things around that. But these teams are really at the stage where they need to execute. They need to begin commercial commercializing. And Seamless is really, for the enterprise, is a first point of contact where they begin relationships with these companies. And the benefit to the companies is that they get to work across multiple verticals, mapping their technology in all these different markets, and they have complete focus from the corporation at that time. They open the doors to the people within their organization and all of their commercialization uh, infrastructure. And what can normally take a startup, you know, 12 to 18 months or more is is really compressed into this 12-week time frame where it's just phase one of what can be an ongoing relationship. And these projects, you know, the goal is where in a traditional accelerator, the goal is demo day. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get that, that, yeah. that next round of investment or that first round of investment. And we changed demo day this past round. Can, can you talk about that real quick, that... Um, that seamless demo day because that it's not a traditional program that you of course would have a non-traditional I'm using air quotes around the word demo day right now right yeah we actually called it circle up with seamless which is very much (laughs) that aligns better with what start garden has always been kind of renowned for where it's it's very much less a a a a fixed point in a, a startup's start and finish, but rather kind of this open-ended idea of, of accountability. Right. What did you do in these last few weeks? And specifically with Seamless, it's how did you work together with this very right. large enterprise? Right, exactly. So, you know, what's unique about Seamless is the deep engagement between the startups and the enterprises. And that's really what we needed to focus on. And it wasn't, we have a room full of investors writing that next check. Investment is a possibility. And we do invest. The first couple sure. cohorts collectively raised, you know, $4 million in, in capital and uh, contracts and, um, and other uh, joint venture projects. But it's really... You know, what have you worked on? What did you learn? And, and what's next? This is just the beginning of that point. So you know, these engagements, you know, the goal is you know, to result in joint development projects, strategic partnerships, customer relationships. could be pilots or licensing agreements or, again, direct investment. But basically, so they're looking for commercialization partners. And so, yeah, we don't have a lot of rah-rah you know, mentor dinners like a lot of accelerators do, but um, I think that the value we bring certainly warrants the, the structure that we've imposed. It sounds like the the those relationships and the, the how long they last afterwards are the real value of coming into this program. Um, you know, I can think of, you know, El Centis, Haas again, um, and a couple that just came through... Um, the, the program, uh, be it uh, CART with Meyer or Akiva or um, uh, Smarter Alloys, which is not Smarter Alloys. Asonic. Asonic. 
Thank you. Right. Though, I mean, yeah. there's real intent there from the organizations, from the consortium, to to work long term with these organizations and provide real value. So when they do do a Series A, there's this kind of validation that comes along with, you know, here's here's our proof of of what we right. need and what we want to achieve, and here's that next phase of growth that's been tested with a very large company. Right. Yep. The point of the 12 weeks is to get to some kind of proof of concept. And the proof of concept being, from the startup's perspective, is this market going to work for us, for the enterprises? You know, is this technology going to work for our market? And for investors, just knowing that, you know, these things have been tested um, and validated just removes some of the risk for them as far as their investments are concerned. So I know that we have to wind down in some capacities. Now that we're scouting globally, we have to establish a presence in these different areas. Oh, that's so exciting. Seamless will be on the road. And we have trips coming up in Austin, Texas, in Tel Aviv, in Toronto, in Silicon Valley, and who knows where else, where all of these smart, connected technologies exist that are looking for commercialization. Bonus. So there's kind of a grand tour coming for Seamless. Yes, Seamless is hitting the road. We need to podcast that, yes. I think. And we are bringing along the consortium. So really? It's just not the Seamless staff. It sounds like an adventure. It's an adventure, and we really want to build relationships in all of these areas. So, you know, I mean, Grand Rapids is our home, and we're proud of it, but we need to get the word out and put ourselves on the map, so to speak. That's fantastic. Well, so those of you in podcast land... Uh, be on the lookout for Seamless coming to your city. Thank you to Amanda and looking forward to have safe travels and we'll have you back on in the next couple months, see how it went. Thank you. Thank you all again for joining us on the Seamless podcast. Our next series is going to focus on the consortium partners, so please be sure to tune in to those next few podcasts. So thank you again for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.